Hot con, hot con, hot con. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Con, baby. It's a nice, juicy new day for a podcast, and I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest. Michael Moberly is a friend, a creative powerhouse, and a fellow shoe and streetwear fashion nerd, which is exactly why I had to have him on. We had to talk about the goods that we're both obsessed with, and also I just wanted to tap into his creativity and let him share all the stuff he's working on and his passion for all of the things he does, which is a lot. Michael works as a beverage innovation manager. He's the owner of a consulting agency called Temple Builders. He's a columnist for the local paper in Reno, Nevada, and he's a bar and beverage enthusiast and also an incredible event planner. If you're from Reno, you've probably met Michael in a bar. You've, you've probably heard his radio show on KWNK. You've probably had a cocktail made by him. You've probably gone to an event that he has thrown. You've probably read his column. For years, Moberly and I have geeked out about the same stuff, including, but not limited to, graphic design, fashion, shoes, music, and event throwing. We're both passionate about creating events and providing cool experiences for the Reno community and beyond. But there's nothing we geek out more than than clogs. And you will hear all about that on this episode. This episode's fun. We go kind of all over the place. It's stacked with juicy little nuggets. We talk about our favorite clothing brands to our favorite electrolyte drinks to non-alcoholic beverages to creating a hot cont themed cocktail. And then we have a very exciting and long list of hots and knots by Michael Moberly, and I can't wait for you to hear them. So strap in and enjoy the ride. Such an absolute pleasure to have you here. It's an honor to, to be on on the hot cont. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for an opportunity to talk to some of my Reno friends and like figure out how to bring them in. And you were on the top of that list. And I'm excited to talk to you because I feel like we always have so much to talk about. I agree. I, I think that I'm constantly I'm constantly we're echoing each other's style in like weird ways. And we have for many years. And so yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into it. Truly, I've, so I've been wanting to talk about like shoes and fashion on this podcast, but I haven't been able to figure out how to like work it in because I don't know, I just didn't know how to work it in. But now I was like, let me talk to Moberly because that is someone <laughs> who I can absolutely work it in with because every time you share a shoe, I've already bought it or I've already saved it on my Instagram and it seems like vice versa. And I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's also because I dress like a cool lesbian and that's part of it <laughs> is that I'm like in your style wheelhouse. Um, so that's always been part of my, my background, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like I, I, I see what you repost and I'm like, I, I, and I do, I go out of my way to remind you if I've bought it to be an asshole, to be like, Hey, got that cop that already. I know. And you truly have always bought it before I have. So I'm proud of you because that's a good hustle. And also it makes me feel sad, but also feel proud of my ability to withhold, which is something. So that, let me give you a quick background. I'm currently in a little bit of a hot seat with both myself and with my partner because I am buying mm. too many shoes. <laughs> I've been I've been there. I, I I have a residence there. I get my mail forward into that place. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I know very much what that's like. 
Yeah. And so I'm, I'm currently in this moment of like, okay, I need to practice self-control and I do not feel like I have any at this era of my life. Um, but I do in the moments when you're like, I've already bought those. And I'm like, oh, look, look at me. Like, I am practicing such self Look at Michael spending money, money like an asshole. So I stopped drinking like a year ago. And I I honestly, like, I spend all of that money on clothes. Like, I, I was like, oh, I'll save some money. And it's not that at all. It's just buying more shit. Wait, wait a minute. I had no idea you stopped drinking. That's major. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in the beverage industry now for like 16 years. And I, yeah. you know, for to catch the people up listening. Um, I've been a spirits educator for 16 years, teaching about alcohol. I'm currently, I have three jobs. I work for Monin, um, which is, you know, one of the largest family-owned spirit or uh, syrup companies in the world. We're international. I work as a beverage innovation manager, so I write drinks for, like, SoFi Stadium and Yankee Stadium and, like, Applebee's. And, like, I write drinks for kind of everybody uh, big. And then I also do consulting for for bars, restaurants, and project management. So for special projects, like, I did some hair care stuff. I just am an asshole who can problem solve. And then I also write (laughs) about drinks um, for the News and Review here in Reno and then for some other publications here and there as, like, kind of a gun for hire. So... I, about a year ago, decided that I did a couple events that I do. I do large-scale event planning and logistics, and I did, uh, the biggest event I do is called Camp Runamuck, which is, we bring 250 bartenders to the woods in Kentucky and, like, take them to distilleries and do all this stuff. And I, I did that event sober, and I was like, this is tight. I like it. Mm. And then I, I didn't, I, because I didn't drink a lot during COVID, I took a big break because I only really drank at bars. Like, like right. when I got off work or whatever, Flash forward to, like, everything opened back up. I wasn't, like, stoked about the place I was in when I drank. And so I was, like, eh. Mm. I was already kind of not into it. And then I did this event sober, and I was, like, this is tight. And then I came home, and I got drunk, like, twice. And I was, like, eh, I don't like that anymore. I don't think it's for me. And so I just decided to stop. And it's been, like, a year. And it's been dope. And I'm lucky I have lots of really cool peers and like friends in the industry who also don't drink who are super supportive and fun and we also live in the golden age of like cool shit to drink that isn't Truly. alcoholic so that's part of it i also work for a syrup company so when i want to make like a fun little treat it's yeah. like i just go into my lab and make something fun yeah yeah wow i mean it's so interesting to hear that from you because i associate you with alcohol and not because I think of you like as someone who's like always drunk in any means but like you said you for as long as I've known you you've been so deeply in the world of beverage that it's like you're the go-to guy for that kind of stuff so to hear you not being a partaker feels really impressive that you're able to still exist in that space as much as you do I love it like I love what I do I'm very grateful to do it and Mm -hmm. I I have like a silly make-believe job like I truly like (laughs) I get a piece of paper that says like hey we need Taylor Swift drinks for her stop at SoFi Stadium and it needs to be like themed around the drink like the 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 album and da 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 and so I get to like make cocktails and taste and stuff. I'll try stuff for work. Like I'll taste while I'm, I'm obviously while I'm making things. And okay. I, if there's a new item that I haven't tasted, I'm still like curious about alcohol. I still try things. Um, but I, I haven't finished a drink sure. in, a, in about a year. So wow. it's been, but I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm blown away by how much more present I am, which is like a new, a thing I wasn't prepared for. Like, I knew being sober would be a challenge, which it hasn't been for me, really. It's been, like, easy to do for me, which I know is not... I'm very grateful that I'm genetically set up for that, that I don't have, you know, yeah. pre-existing situations that, that are a problem. I understand that, like, there's lots of... I, I have lots of privilege 
um, as like a cis white male who with with like no you know mental blocks in any yeah. way for lots of things and I, I do my best to try and create spaces for people who are sober before I, I was sober just to make sure that there's you know fun dr- things to drink for everybody but right. now that I'm in this place I definitely am more grateful that it's easy for me and part of that is that I am present like I, I feel more here than I've ever felt which is kind of addicting in its own right like being oh, like oh cool. like doing shit that I've done before but being fit like mentally there in a way that I wasn't um, makes yeah. it feel new, makes it feel really yeah. new, which is cool. Absolutely. I think that's so great. And like you said, it's absolutely a privilege that you're able to just kind of click out of it so easily. Yeah. Um, and I, I have experimented with sober phases, and I also feel pretty lucky that I'm able to do that. But I go back and forth. I do enjoy kind of tinkering with it every once in a while. And we do live in an era, especially I feel like when I moved to L.A., oh, the, fuck yeah, the non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage scene is insane here. I mean, big shout out to Soft Spirits in LA, which is like on Sunset and like Silver Lake. They have, it's like a full in a store. It's also right next to, on my, on my list of hot things that I brought up is, is a (laughs) a coffee shop called Deglo that like slaps in a way that's unheard of. Um, But (laughs) they're right next door to that. And I, you know, there's the expectation for like in a cocktails is high now, right? Like people want that. And I, I do lots of events for young bartenders and these like 21 year olds don't drink Mm. they take mushrooms and they get super high but they want to they want to dance they want to like shake their ass like to like 90s rave music and they want to drink cool tasting shit that doesn't have alcohol in it and so it's really motivating for me being like oh i feel like i'm also on the pulse of that making fun tasting things that don't have alcohol i give the same amount of care and love to an NA drink that I do of spirited drink anytime because it's still got to be fun. It's still got to be thoughtful. Right. It's still got to taste good. Totally. Right. And I think that's what's so exciting is like for the longest time, that was not the case. There was, it oh. was like, if you didn't want to have alcohol, it was like, you can have a Coke. And it's like, no one wants a soda. Like we want the same experience and the joy of like going out and having something fun. I don't know. Yeah. My mom's, my mom's never drank alcohol. And so it's always been a, a context thing for me of like, when we go out, what can I get her that still feels like an exciting treat? And you know, a lot of times there was nothing. And so it's exciting to be in this era where it's like, there's a million probiotic bubbly teas and like, I mean, anything under the sun, ashwagandha, like fizzers. I mean, <laughs> there's like new technology too. There's like dealkalizing, which is like taking out alcohol out of something is now a, mm. a technique that you can use to like, take something like a wine, for instance, and make it truly the same flavor makeup but remove the alcohol, right? No and way. And when something says, like, like low alcohol, right, or, like, like most in a beer, right, non-alcoholic beer, is 0.05% sure. alcohol, which is essentially the same amount of alcohol that's in, like, orange juice after it sits out for, like, a day, right? So it's, okay. like, naturally occurring amounts of alcohol. And so it's really now we have this technology where people are making things on purpose for, to, to de-alkanize using, like, vapor technologies. Like, so when you heat something up really hot vapor will come off the first thing one of the first things to come off is alcohol right so you can burn mm. alcohol off by like essentially pasteurizing it there's like a million ways to do it right the the demand is creating the investment right so people want this stuff they, people wouldn't be spending money it's it's last year in a beer alone was 20 billion 22 billion dollars of sales no way. total in a alcohol like what's called rtd or ready to drink right so like when you're talking about like ashwagandha teas or like i don't know if you've had like hio or parch or any of those like kind of cool hipster delicious sodas that they have out there but those are called rtds or ready to drinks 500 okay. billion or million dollar industry growth wow. in one year 
right? Wow. So like half a billion dollars in growth. And, and these companies are small. So we're not even right. talking like the big boys yet, like the big alcohol people. And they're spending money like crazy. Like there's NA Corona that tastes like better than regular Corona. There's NA Guinness. <laughs> there's NA Coors. Like I've tasted them side wow. by side because it's like part of my job. And they taste fucking awesome and the same, which is wild. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I love that. I also love that for people who um, still want to go out and don't want to draw attention to the fact that they're not drinking, which I know I've had friends that are in that state. They don't want to talk about it, but like then you can kind of cosplay as you're drinking. Yeah. Isn't that kind of also why liquid death is like such a huge thing? I mean, liquid death is, those guys are great because they're smart. Like they, they were like, we're going to can water, which people like to drink out of cans anyway. And then we're going to make it a lifestyle brand. That's like fully silly metal and like embrace that shit. Like they're, they're just smart at marketing and have a great product. Like I think all their stuff tastes great, but you know, I yeah. agree with the cosplay element of it. Like, I I even, when I tell people like yourself, dude, just now, like, when I tell people that I don't drink as, like, a big fucking drinks dork, like, yeah. people are like, whoa? And yeah. then there's a moment of, like, I've had people who immediately feel that I'm maybe judging them because they're drinking or mm. I'm not present with them in the drinking. So they feel that it's uncomfortable for them and that there's some sort of, like judging them in some way right i'm not sure, sure. um it, i i don't care if people i fucking make drinks all the time the the performative act of like having something in your hand is just also a social thing and and, and if you have that thing in your hand it should just taste good it shouldn't just be bitters right. and soda it shouldn't just be coke but that feeling of like i'm still here and someone's thought about me and mm. delivered a product to me you know you go to any bar everything is geared for you if you're drinking yeah. and so if you just add four things on your menu for people who don't drink then they feel thought, thought of as well and that's important absolutely i am so addicted to the probiotic sodas i mean every time i go to whole foods i, I try a new one and i'm just like blown what's away what's your what's your hot one right now what's the what's the hot new one well it's not new but i love the de la cal de la calle i mm-hmm. don't know to, those are my favorite at the moment i'm obsessed big shout um, out to tapache yeah. I worked with those guys a little bit. I've met their owners. They're super sweet people. They like genuinely love Tapache, which is a wild thing that no one knew about in America until them. Okay, but so is Tapache the brand? What is the brand? Tapache is a style. So Tapache is, is fermented pineapple juice. Oh. And you like spice it. It's like a it's a Latin thing, right? Like there's there's like Puerto Rican Tapache, there's Brazilian Tapache, there's like all kinds mm-hmm. of like anywhere where pineapples are prevalent, because pineapple starts to ferment really quickly. People yeah. learned like, oh, this has a little bit of alcohol content or probiotic mm-hmm. nature as well. And then they would spice it and add stuff like I have a recipe for homemade tapache from a friend of mine in Puerto Rico that's like lemongrass and clove. And it's like oh. super savory. And it's really yeah. I mean, you can make it you can make it right now. That's the cool thing. But having it in a can in a safer format is nice because you can like accidentally make yourself sick making tapache, which I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. I, that makes sense. It's that it's so fermented good. pineapple and that that's the base that's connected to all of them because I have been trying yeah. to figure out what that tropical, but like zesty flavor is that's in all of their flavors. Yeah. I love it. I'm obsessed. And I think I would be happy to drink that instead of a cocktail any day. Like it's so, it's so good. But space tea can't say enough about it. I didn't, yeah, I did an event called high tea and lemonade, um, where I did lion's mane mushroom, iced tea and CBD lemonade. And I was able, you you could do like Arnold Palmer's, but I was doing it at a, at a, at a bar event called bartenders weekend in San Diego. And, and people, the response to it was fucking enormous. And I was really excited about that. And afterwards I was like, okay, who's on the market? Like what, what are, what products already exist in this space? And space tea is like fucking so good. It has like no sugar. It's just like 
adaptogen mushrooms and tea and then there's a couple that have lemonade and they're so good and so easy and i've worked with like a million mushroom and cbd powders to make find as neutral as i can get to make a drink like kind of just tell its own story without tasting like mushrooms or tasting like hemp right and those guys like fucking did it like that shit is good i've had this stuff i it's really good i've only had one flavor but i i'm now at their website seeing they have a ton and i'm excited to try them there's a website also on another note very cool (laughs) whatever's going on here (laughs) i mean talking about like style horror and like like i'm such a graphic person so like if i see like the thing that'll get me in your bar or try your product or whatever is like thoughtful design and like Space tea, that was one of the things that immediately, like, I was like, I'll give that a try. I'll order a six-pack of everything just to taste. Yeah. And luckily, working for Monin, I have a budget to, like, I can just try stuff. So if I get, like, a targeted ad, I can be like, oh, because I, I, we write drinks for everybody, so we have to kind of know what's in the yeah. marketplace. Also, I just sometimes get inspired by what I'm tasting in different contexts. And so the, the the Space Tea brand, I saw that, the branding, I was like, ugh, that's sick. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. I... I'm so attracted to that's the another part of this conversation that I know you and I are heady on design together. And um, that's, what's also so fun about this moment is you walk down the aisle of a place like Erewhon where they have a whole aisle dedicated to cool new beverages. And the design is insane. It's so amazing to see how far we've come from like no shade on like an old beer can, but just like the difference from like an old or even like an old sparkling water, um, like let's think of like the Trader Joe's sparkling water cans versus sure. now what we have. It's like it's like art. It's like a gallery. You walk down the beverage aisle and you're like, wow! Like what do I what do I choose? <laughs> the investment in like in design and like having like design forward stuff. I think Liquid Death is a big part of that. Like their their success is a big part of that. But I also think that there's a company called the Land Boys, which I know you're familiar with, who yes. do the who did the branding for Slow and Low, which is a like bottled old fashioned. There's also like design firms all over the place that are, especially up in Portland, there's like a ton of them that like do like national work. And they're the ones who are kind of driving this movement to be like, if you want to stand out in the marketplace, your shit has to look good. Like people want to wear, people want to wear your can. That's the goal. It's like, can you put it on a t-shirt? Can you put it on a hat? And so gone are the days of just like, like classic like easy and not not saying that they're they're bad they're just not the of this time and moment of telling a story and i think that yeah. all of these brands do a better job telling stories i'm so glad that you brought up the land boys my ultimate inspiration of all time and it's so cool to see how they have infiltrated the beverage market so extremely in the last couple of years but as well as the weed market they really did oh, a huge everywhere. number there um hotels weed fucking yeah. clothes like like they their like style of text heavy like simplicity was like it's taking over yeah it's to me it's a little tired i like personally am like kind of transitioned away from that aesthetic mm. visually wanting to see more color and more texture mm. from like fonts and text and stuff like that yeah. um and and i but i do think that that's like the like 90s rave culture influencing everything super hard right now which i love yeah, like I very sure. much dig that. So I, I think that's part of it. While we're on the the land boys, though, for a moment, I wanted to bring this up earlier is um, the Madre Mezcal. They're delicious, right? delicious. And I love their branding. But um, have you had or heard of their new cactus waters? Is that what they're called? Yeah, like, like, like the can. Their yeah. can their art. So that's another RTD like ready to drink. And it's like that shit is so delicious. 
good. That was a cocktail can that I had in the last few months that stood out in my brain as like, this is incredible. And it was the, the mushroom one. It was like mushroom flavored. I forget the other flavors. So I've only good. had the baseline one. So that product is so successful for them that they've had to stop distributing it anywhere other than Southern California because they can't yeah. keep up with demand. Like it's that, it's slapping that hard, which is dope. <laughs> For them, I'm happy for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, here it is. Mushroom, sage, and honey. That's the flavor. It Yum. blew my mind. Okay, so I'm glad you know about it. And I also know that it's yeah. hard to get here. It's, like, hard to find. So that makes sense. Well, it's just because they can't make enough of it. Like, there's yeah. not enough hours in the day. But, yeah, I mean, and and talking about Land Boys, talking about Madre, like, talking about that, like, desert aesthetic. You know, I yeah. love it. I think it's – and it's, it's cool to see it everywhere. I think also people from Reno – People like desert people love to see it because yeah. it makes, you, makes us feel seen. <laughs> totally. It's comforting. It's like, oh, look, there we are represented in good design. But it really feels like a West Coast, like, origin story. Same with Kalidad beer. They're here and, like, they're everywhere in, in L.A. And, like, their aesthetics are very desert-focused. Yeah, Kalidad is definitely, you know, growing. Um, they're they're, they're going to be everywhere soon. They're close. They're, yeah. they're, they're just a lot of these companies. So they'll get this like big pop Southern California regionally, wherever. And then they leverage that for like venture capitalists. And then they start going up venture capitalists. And as a, as a whole have stopped investing in alcohol. Like there's mm-hmm. like a big pause in that where for a while it was like, if you had a distillery, if you had a beer, if you had whatever, we're going to throw money at you. All of those VCs are starting to spend money on adapted in teas in a yeah. cocktails like all that soda wow. shit because it's a bigger market like there's more people who can drink it than yeah. other markets so i mean it's it's a it's huge growth i want to ask you your opinion on the whole conversation of do we think that alcohol is going to be the same as cigarettes were like in the way that culturally we like realize that it's really bad for us and we all move on or or i i, I have some opinions but i'm curious because you're so in it what do you think it'll never go away uh, it's like the one of the largest industries in the world so it's never going to go away. Yeah. It's never going to be a thing that is so taboo that it's like you can't do it here, right? Like that's the idea of smoking is that you can't smoke in California, right? Yeah. What's going to happen is that it, what I hope uh, rather is that binge drinking stops. That people yeah. like go back to the like the Italian and French like mentalities of drinking, which like Drinking alcohol is a part of human history. Drinking alcohol is part of human culture. It's like every culture has fermented goods. So it's never going to go away. It shouldn't. Like if you're drinking kombucha, you're drinking like a degree of what would be considered alcohol historically before this, like Mm -hmm. before the Industrial Revolution, right? The idea that it would go away completely is never going to be the case, but it will be, I, I hope that there's at least two generations worth of people who respect alcohol in a different way who clean up their acts physically, mentally, yeah. whatever. I think as people want to be more mentally present or, like, healthy, they also acknowledge that, like, the things that bring them down in lots of different ways and their relationships with, with stimulants are different. Uh, I think that's important, but I don't think that... I Also, it's cyclical, so, like, that'll last for two generations and then we're going to fucking lash right. back and it's going to be <laughs> right. caffeinated four locos again and, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it's... It, it, comes in, it, it comes in waves. I just am hopeful that this, like... These 21-year-olds, like, bartending, learning, bartending now are so much more respectful to drinking and, like, mm. what it is to binge drink that oh, they're smarter nice about yeah. shit than we were, than I was, for sure. You know, I did $1 rum and Cokes for the first, like, three years I bartended, like, and, like, the goal was to get everyone as fucked up as humanly possible, and, like, yeah. I, I learned those lessons after the fact. These kids are walking into this shit like, no, I want to create mm. safe places for everybody, including ingesting that, and I think that's 
really cool. I think it's really oh, cool. That's, that's actually so nice to hear because I, I agree with you when, when there's this conversation that and I've been hearing it a lot, both on the internet and in just reality around me that people are thinking that soon alcohol is just going to go away or like people's relationship with alcohol is going to go away. And I feel like alcohol has been around since the dawn of humanity and like the way we use it to celebrate or even just like, you know, with dinner, it's been around forever. I feel like, like you said, I feel the, the European way of having a more normalized and relaxed relationship with alcohol feels healthy, if I dare say. Um, and I, I imagine us going to something like that as well. So I'm glad that you said that because I feel very aligned. Um, but I do think it's so cool right now that we're in this moment where people are really questioning their relationship with alcohol in a way that I feel was not present five years ago, 10 years ago. And it's interesting. It's, I, I appreciate having those conversations with people. And I also still appreciate having a gorgeous glass of wine with my friends over a dinner table. But like, I'm yeah. not trying to have shots, you know? I mean, it is, it's, you know, it's such a part of, of humanity to have spirited beverage, right? But prohibition does fucked up things to people. Like the idea of something being like, like that is historically important and like culturally important, like alcohol and, and cannabis and like other things are that prohibition makes a fucked up thing for governments and taxes and people and people's relationship with this thing. And if you, 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 it, prohibition we're still recovering from some of it right right and i right. think that the farther away we get from that date of prohibition being repealed the more we'll have a better relationship with alcohol and and i you know when we look at other places that never exercise prohibition that's part of why their relationship with it is in a different place than us sure yeah i mean preach it brother i think that's that's exactly it and then the second you make something off off the table then everyone's going to want it more so if it were to go away in a legal way again just i can't imagine what it would do i mean yeah i would be like i'm gonna have a rum and coke for a dollar i mean <laughs> and get blacked out <laughs> I, I mean i i look at this now being like oh fuck are we going back to recession drinks right which like one dollar rum and cokes and like that kind of shit like was recession drinking right like mm. that was so if we're if we're going into this like right now i mean i'm doing events all the time i've this, this i'm going I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm all coming off of 10 weeks in a row of events. And I can say that like people are spending money in a very different way because they're poor. Everyone's fucking poor right now. And that makes yeah. me be like, Oh, so here comes steel reserve again. Here comes these fucking totally. gnar- gnarly, like high alcohol content, like, like malt liquors. And and I kind of see it in the marketplace. Like when, when you see like 8% white claw, you're like, Oh, Oh, because nobody really <laughs> understands that White Claw is just fucking malt liquor. You're right. just drinking Steel Reserve that is tastes, tastes like better. Fruity Pebbles. Like, it's not... There's a lot of fucking oh science that goes into it. And people don't really acknowledge that. And, but High Noon and its success, like, of having, like, spirited alcohol in it. So, like, vodka and gin, like, rum and that stuff. High Noon's success has infiltrated the market. So you're seeing, like... That's why there's High Noon... Or there's there's White Claw vodka, White Claw yeah. tequila sodas. Like, all those... And also California yeah. changed the law where you can sell those cans in stores that can only sell beer and wine. And that's oh. a big fucking deal. Yeah, that's a big oh. fucking deal. Wow, okay. I can tell you as, as a poor person in L.A., I mean, I don't want to call myself poor. I'm doing fine. But I feel poor in the sense that, like, a cocktail Everyone here, feels poor right now. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and drinks here are so damn expensive that it's, it's gnarly. It's, I mean, I'm sure they're expensive everywhere, but L.A. blows my mind to, like, the other day we went and got martinis, and it was $30 for a martini. So yeah. 
that made me want to slam my head into a door and never, never drink again. So I, I feel that poor people drinking in the way of like, we were reflecting the other day, you know, Jamal works with me now and we were laughing about the, the college days at corkscrew where we'd pay $10 oh, yeah. for all you can drink. <laughs> I like, mean, well, or, like, or like progressive specials where it like started at like 10 cents and then went yes. to a dollar and now we oh, got to drink before it gets to a dollar. Like that <laughs> shit is, is discerningly Reno. I can yeah. say that like not a lot of markets did that, but it is, I don't think it will come back because these kids, like 21 year olds and like 18 year old, like, Basically, when I say kids, I'm talking about 18 to 21 year olds for people listening to 23 yeah. even. I'll even give it that. But like they're not really binge drinking like that as much. And if they are, they're doing it in shit like like I don't know if you ever heard of what is it called? The the, the Borg. Are you familiar with the Borg? Oh, yes. Let's talk about the Borg. Brilliant. Honestly. Let's talk about. I mean, like <laughs> I saw the Borg and I was like, these motherfuckers are smart. Like I, I yeah. that's the first thing that came through my head is because at no point when I was in, like in the college age was I thinking to put electrolytes in fucking anything. So no, like I, that that was very impressive to me. Like that being like a trending thing, and then it also be like a little bit of wellness in there. The little bit of wellness that we had was like fucking more Red Bull. Like <laughs> like doing 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 incredible hulks where it's like a malt liquor with like a energy drink drink like like alcohol drink poured into it like. That shit is like the opposite of what I know. Right? Like we're we were just dehydrating our bodies and stopping our livers from being able to handle alcohol. And these kids are like, oh yeah, this is like. And I looked at, I watched a bunch of videos watching them build it, and I'm like, huh, real? Because like I, my brain thinks in batching, so I make drinks by the like hundreds and hundreds. So right. when I see somebody making a gallon or two gallons of something, I'm like, I know exactly how much actual alcohol is in it, like per drink. Mm. And they're realistically only having like a quarter of a shot okay. per like four ounces which is a really good ratio um obviously like teens shouldn't be drinking and people shouldn't be like drinking a whole bottle of vodka ever but (laughs) right it's so much better than what we were doing where i was like oh i'm gonna buy a fifth of jack daniels for the beer i'm drinking like like to go as an accompaniment and like these kids like walking around with their own like covid jug i I thought it was tight i really did we need to tell we need to talk about what the borg is the borg is a gallon water tank with what is it called it's 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 like rage gallon i can't remember what the acronym is but it has it's like beverage only rage something anyway i was wondering if you because i don't know what it stands for rage gallon because that's incredible if that's part of it i think i think it ends with rage gallon i do think it is like something for raging um <laughs> it's like it's water electrolytes or like the miro squeezy bottle it's just a flavor right um mm-hmm. so like liquid iv something and then vodka and then juice for the most part so there's like mostly like some i was watching videos where they're doing like so in a in a gallon jug they were doing half full of water which like a gallon's 128 ounces so that's like 60 ounces of water uh, which is dope yeah. for someone making a drink like that's right. a lot more water than i ever would have drank at 18 yeah, for sure for something like that and then juice and vodka and water are like and rum i've seen a bunch of different ones but i was looking most of it starts with water which is yeah fucking way brilliant. better than what we were doing brilliant and the electrolytes i mean and they all say they wake up feeling great the next day it's yeah, because they're probably more hydrated than we are because they just <laughs> drank like like 60 ounces of water in an evening with electrolytes and like essentially like four shots. I'm like, good yeah. for them. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way I should be drinking. I, I can't drink these days without having an electrolyte thing like the next day or the night of to like help what, me. What is your 
what's your what's your your poison when it comes to electrolyte? I always I love to know this. Um, yeah, Mo- Monin on the secret level. I, <laughs> well, I can't talk about things we're developing, but electrolytes are something we're thinking about. Let's just say okay, that. I love that. Um, I recently just bought the Element L M N T um, little packets. It's very salty. Um, Ooh. it's delicious, but it's, it's very strong compared to the, the liquid IV. It's because they've removed all sugar and it's like twice as much sodium. So it's, it's powerful, but the flavors are really well, good. Electrolytes are just sodium and, and potassium. So like when you're, when you're drinking like an electrolyte powder, it's just salt and potassium. Yeah. And it's like how you dress that up. And also your body's ability to like assimilate that is yeah. different based on concentration okay so if you drink like four liquid ivs the second the last two really don't matter oh like because your, your your body at a certain point stops absorbing that amount of potassium and oh. it will absorb the sodium absolutely but it will like you can get like you can drink so much liquid IV you give yourself diarrhea just like eating too many bananas right yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> which like not that i know from per, like like you know, yeah sure sure like, slamming bananas but <laughs> No, I love the electrolytes. I'm someone who drinks a ton of water every day anyway. I have my hydro flask here and I go through about six of them a day, if not more. And Damn! I, I know. And I don't feel like I retain any of it. I always feel dehydrated. So I'm on a personal journey, not even related to my alcohol drinking, trying to figure out a homeostasis with some electrolyte support because I feel like there's something not absorbing. That's dope. <laughs> That's really killer amount of water. I'll yeah. drink like a liquid IV. I'm a liquid IV person. I think mm-hmm. their flavors are great. I like a little bit of sugar. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. That there's sugar in it. Like, people are like, oh, there's just sugar in it. I get it. That's fine. It tastes yeah. fine. It tastes great. I don't it really tastes good. I, I do like them. Yeah. But I, they, I'm all about, because I'm such a fucking hype beast dickhole. I'm always <laughs> like, what's that hot new flavor? Because they do limited flavors. And I'm like, I got to order that. Like, oh. like what they, the sea berry was the, not too long ago. And the sea berry one, oh. Pina Colada, love it. Like their flavors, oh they have their flavor development on their website. Like you can see a bunch of different flavors they have that they don't have like Costco or whatever. And like I, as a person whose whole job is to know what new flavors are coming, yeah. I took that that cl- or that sea berry into work and was like, this is the shit. This we need to figure out how to make this flavor. Try and explain um, to me what sea berry tastes like. I'm so curious what that is. Ha- happy to. So so a sea berry <laughs> is like it's a it's a nordic berry that's like somewhere between a kumquat and a cranberry <gasps> in flavor yeah so it's tart and it's like a little citrusy it's fucking good this is really good i was really excited oh about my one. god okay so wait you're buying these ex- exclusive drops of electrolytes on <laughs> on their website or like where are yeah, you getting these? yeah <laughs> yeah well so again like my life being liquid in like all its various <laughs> forms I like wake up and I get all my, my, I get all, I keep some spam, right? Like I keep some degree of my spam. If it's something I really like and I'll read it, I'll be like, Oh, new flavor from so-and-so or whatever. And with liquid IV, I'm always like, I just have, I'll, I'll just pay and try whatever the new one is. Just not only do I have like a a budget for work to do that, but I also like am a asshole and want to try the newest shit all the time. I love it. And that the the pina colada one for me was like game over couldn't beat it that was my favorite one no i love pina colada everything Same. so i was happy to have it um but the cloudberry they had a like a, a tropical punch one that was pretty wild that was really good but yeah they 
if it, it's it's a, liquid IV knows they got you by the short and curlies. That's why it's like twenty four bucks for like <laughs> I know. twelve. They know okay. what they're doing. I want you to know that I'm I'm currently looking at the. I'm gonna buy these the second we're done with this. The like. Pina colada electrolytes like couldn't be a sexier thing for me right now. It just feels so funny that I'm like so excited about a pina colada liquid IV. I <laughs> this is where we are now. Like I'm on such an electrolyte journey. This is great. Listen, let's do our best to get you sponsored by a liquid IV. Scenario oh my so you god! Can just be like bathing in pina colada liquid IV. I mean, I would love that. The two that's that's gonna be my new next sponsor goal my first one i'll let you take a guess one guess what do you think it's gonna be oh I, I, how is crocs going well i saw your post and i was like that's not a bad idea it's a good way to do that i feel like i absolutely should become an affiliate because like i said i just posted those things on my instagram the other day and not kidding at this point now it's been four days seven people have messaged me saying they bought from my post so i'm like that could be a little chunk of coin i want you to get paid for it but i'm gonna say hot take not trying to mess with your your crocs endorsements but i'm like on a crocs break i'm on a hard okay i haven't bought a pair of crocs in like a long time why is that why is that (laughs) i'm surprised i salahi's Crocs. So like, like, let's dive. Let's dive into. Let's dive into some close talk. Yeah, I'm ready. Salehi's Crocs, the Polex. Are, I don't think it gets better. No, like, I know. Incredible. I, everything else is like, I don't want to buy old Crocs anymore. I don't mm. want to buy their weird like knockoff textured ones. Right. I am very weird about wearing Crocs now because I've found that they're so soft that they're not great for my knees personally. Because sure. I'm like 250, and it's like I'm a I'm a big boy, and it. it, it I got to have a little bit more support. So I've been a Birkenstock person my whole life. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I, I started just buying more Birkenstock clogs than anything else because they're just more comfortable. And also I'm on my, like when I'm like working in the kitchen or whatever, like doing work, it's uh, Crocs for me just don't, are not, yeah, they're not, not supportive right enough. Support. No. Yeah, for sure. But on the like flex and like wear shit out, like for a while there was some rare ones that I liked. I got, a bunch of the Chinatown market ones. I got, yeah. you know, I have like a, 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 I have every release of the the pleasures ones. Like I have all those, but I, once I got the two colors I wanted for Polex, I was like, I don't know if I need more Crocs. I can't, it was a weird uh, feeling. I mean, totally. <laughs> That's interesting. But see, here's the thing. You got a pair of the Polex, which I never did. And I still am desperate for it. Oh, I know. Get Can those, uh, the oatmeals are, I think they're called oatmeal. I don't remember. They're, they're the like off white ones. The brand new ones. Um, I know. And I, again, it's just like, I've had a hard time ever getting them while they have my size. I, the drops, I don't know. Let's, that's another whole conversation. That's, that's, I mean, you, I've, I've, I'll try always with a drop. I rarely get them. I have places I can, I, I find them after the fact. Uh, There's a couple European stores that I've Mm. been willing to pay shipping for if I want them. So like, the two colors I wanted for the Polex, I wanted Sasquatch, which is black, and yeah. I wanted Urchin, which is like the the pink purple color. Yeah, that's the one I wanted um, too. And I and once I got those, I was like, eh, I think I'm good on Crocs for a hot minute. Yeah. And I still haven't. There hasn't been any release yet, other than those slides, the, those clogs, because or the the Dylans that you posted yeah. the other day. Like I I am I was really upset for a while that there were no. I have wide feet. And there were no men's size wide feet clogs, like like cloth clogs, like yeah, like for for a while. Now the marketplace has caught up. But I, other than yeah. 
I wanted some cool strappy ones. I found a German company, but if I can slide into it, that's on my hot list too. Any shoe I can slide into, <laughs> yeah. that's my life. I know that that's what you and I have in common is we are clog girlies, but we um, fucking love a clog. <laughs> I'm a clog. I'm, I'm a clog whore in a real, like it's hard. Like that's the shoe I have to say, Ooh, I have enough of. Like, yeah. I, I can't say no to a clog. I just bought some, I bought the beams, the Japanese streetwear or the Japanese like outerwear brand. I bought their Solomon slides. No. That were just like. I know like, exactly I what you're talking about. Uh, and I, I, there's my first pair of Solomon slides and now I'm like, where have these been my whole fucking life? These are, uh, they're so comfortable. So yeah, I, I, if it's a slide, I'll get it. I'm like a big fan of the Hoka flip flops or the oh, Hoka yeah, yeah. slides. Like yeah. those are like walking on marshmallows. And those also, I think influenced my change of Crocs indoor, like full endorsement because my, my knees felt better. Like, yeah. Well, they've I, got I a lot more support. Day. Yeah. They're way more support or they're like thicker rubber <laughs> if yeah you will. yeah they're i mean i they're still in the like asshole big shoe realm yeah i also really liked those like crocs style ugg uh yeah the UGG yeah, yeah yeah clogs i bought i bought a pair of those in black and wore them all winter okay um those ones i because they were waterproof and they were really comfortable and i loved those so i'll probably buy another pair in like a dumber color yeah this winter um because i love a loud shoe i love I a slide i love a loud shoe Again, we have it in common. It's like we do. I will never forget when I was desperate for the um, Adidas. Oh God, what are they called now? Anyways, there was a shoe that I was looking for for weeks, trying to find my size anywhere. I couldn't find them. I was getting so upset about it. And then the first time I leave the house during COVID and see you, you had them on, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's so frustrating. I, I'm definitely yeah. Like I, I like a big shoe. I like a comfortable shoe. I like I, I'm about this brain dead studios oakley collabs i've got mm. every pair like every cut wow so i have the slide the slip-ons the buzzsaw big boys and i bought the slide they're the clogs the oh my god because i i i bought i love them i worked in them the other day i did the first hot dogs and highballs in a pair of those but it was my first time wearing them and i rarely will do a like eight hour event with a shoe i've never worn before because it sucks if you're yeah the whole time All right and i fucking they were like I was walking around on the future. That's what, when I wear the Oakley <laughs> shoes. I definitely feel like an asshole. Like I definitely I people because people will be like, "Dude, are you really into anime or what?" Like it definitely has that <laughs> that futuristic douchebag vibe that I'm not always cultivating. But I want people to know that like I also like robots. You know? Like, oh I'm my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. I love those. That. Is there a yellow pair? I think there's a yellow pair that I want. There is. I got the the Gore-Tex yellow or the 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 the, the not Gore-Tex but um like the tan ones. I got the red and pink ones and I got the ostrich black ones. No shit. You got 3 pairs. Damn. You've got some coin for these shoes. I'm impressed with you. Listen, when you stop drinking and you work in the <laughs> beverage industry and you just pretty much that's what you did for a long time, you buy shoes. I also will sell them. I'll, I'll if I bring them, I bring them in and I don't like them and I try them on. I'm like, these aren't for me. Then I'll sell them right away. So I sometimes I bring them on and I get rid of them. Yeah, I think I have a hard time letting go of shoes. So that's kind of the thing is like they just pile up and 
yeah, shoes for me have been an obsession since I was a little kid. My mom likes to tease mm. me about this essay I wrote when I was in third grade about like everyone had to write about like their passion, and I wrote about shoes. <laughs> ah, all right. I, I, you know, I grew up really poor, and so for me, it was like I had a like my mom was poor, my dad wasn't. I, I live with my mom, and so I would come up and like once a year, my dad would like or a couple of times a year, my dad would buy me clothes, and I'd have to take really good care of them. Yeah. And so shoes for me were always like a sign of like that my wardrobe in general was put together if my shoes were okay and they looked okay, yep. I would clean my shoes, things like that. And so yep. that I think that is where it comes from for me is that idea. But I also am an accessories bitch because I'm yeah. a big guy and, like, there's not a lot of things made my size. Mm. Um, you know, we were talking about Abercrombie, shout out to them, making <laughs> yeah. clothes my size, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I, so accessories are kind of where I want to go for things that are like in a cooler brand that I may not be able to fit in their stuff otherwise. So I feel that, I feel that I don't know if it's like an insecurity thing for me or what I've, I've thought about it a lot, but I love to always have a hat on. I love to have glasses on. I've always been like a big accessories person. I feel very naked if I don't have like a hat or something on my head and like shoes have always been where I like to like draw attention and maybe because I don't know how to like dress my body. Right. So like, I love a, a bold shoe and I don't know, it's just always been the place where I feel like I know how to express myself correctly as shoes. Well, and I also think like in the tenets of style, right? Like there's the idea of like, it's the wink and the nod, right? Like it's the idea that like you wearing a thing that only a handful of people, a handful of people will ever acknowledge or right. see or know. And that's why you wear it. Right. Like yeah. you put on that thing, like I'm, I'm not, and my wardrobe is, fucking only that yeah like, I'll admit <laughs> right. that. like my, my wardrobe is exclusively like i wear like a black t-shirt every day right? yeah for the most part and everything else about what i wear is generally like something that you can't get or you, i want some four people ever that i wear the clothes ever right will be like oh i know what that is that for a lack of a better term makes me hard as shit like <laughs> i love i love that feeling very much um, but it's also like it's an unspoken language and I think that everyone yeah. in their style has that like it's yeah. really where you want to acknowledge it and there's like streetwear is obviously like the easiest way to do that but there's people who do that with like you know like the idea of stealth wealth right is that right right like you exactly. people will know like by the cut and color of that thing that you've spent a lot of money on it like right. that in lieu of spending money for me it's more about like cultural references and like ideas of designers and things that I really like that represent what I enjoy yeah um, for sure. I feel that same way. I've, what's exciting right now in, in L.A. is my office is located on La Brea, right where all the like hype shops are. So it's like Stussy mm. is like next door. And then basically like I just walk up and down the street and it's like where fashion people are. It's, it's specifically streetwear people are hanging out and outside. And a couple times like I, I can't come to work now without really wanting to like have a good outfit because I'm like aware that I'm going to be walking the streets where all these fucking fashionable people are. And if I ever like one day I, I rocked some new shoes. I, I got these yellow Samba, like spe special edition, like gold Sambas kind of like yellow gold from Europe. Anyways, super rare, I think. And this guy who was dressed in the sickest outfit sitting outside Stussy was like sick shoes, like love the shoes. And I was like, Oh, it felt like I was floating, you know, like that feeling to me was perfect. That's all I want. The last time I was in LA, I, I ate at Gracias Madre in, in, in West Hollywood and I mm -hmm. went to the palace store over there. Oh yeah. And they, they were about to close, but the kid working kept it open because of my fit. And I was like, 
Oh my god! I feel, I feel pretty good right now. Feel yeah, pretty that, great right now. <laughs> that's that's a compliment. That shop now, I haven't been I haven't been in there, but it's fucking it beautiful looks in there. so it looks beautiful from the outside. I also had no plans to buy anything, and it did make me buy something. Like go like the fact right. that they kept it open for me, and I, they're like, "Well, we're, we're about to close, but you can go on in." And I was like, "Well, shit, now I have to fucking buy something." You're right. <laughs> For me, yeah. it's like the brand storytelling stuff is what I really get into. There's very few brands that I'm like brand whores for that are like in that streetwear land. Like even like Nike, I go ebb and flow with super hard. Adidas, I don't fuck with at all anymore. Like, mm. but when it comes like like the only brand in the past like five years that I've been like avidly like wear multiple pieces at once from them is is Brain Dead Studios. Like because they have such a diverse amount of shit they make. They are so sick. Have you been to the movie theater? I've been to the movie theater. I've been to the the Silver Lake location, the Dickies like workshop. I've yeah. been, yeah, I've, I've eaten at one of their pop ups. I've, I've, for me as someone who like does a complete product when I make things, like when yeah. I want to have like a shirt and a hat, and I want to have food, and I want to have beverage, and I want to have like like hot dogs and highballs is on. Like we're doing music with it this time. Like you can stream live. Yeah. I try to create like immersive experience, and a lot of my inspiration comes from those the work those guys do, which I think is cool and new it feels new it pulls from a lot of the stuff they're passionate about which is i think any good art any good creation pulls from the things you care about and so like there's stuff with arcturex and there's stuff with you know like like they're they're doing a lot of uh, collabs that are climbing specific and that's because mm. that's what the owner's into there's like i like seeing people's passions translate sure. it may not be for me directly but it means to me that they're more like they care more about their art and like the Oakley stuff to me is like, that's like futurism. That's them. That's fucking cool. I don't yeah. have any pieces like that. It is something that speaks to the like quirky nature of my own style. Yeah. Um, so I, I want it right. These glasses, sure. my, my, my glasses that I get, that's probably the thing I wear that I get the most compliments on yeah. brain dead studio glasses. Like I no way. Put my lens. Yeah. I put my lenses in them. So. Oh, sick. I really like them. I was going to ask you about them. Yeah. I, 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 these are my favorite pair of glasses I've ever owned and they were they're from them sick uh, yeah so if you're listening brain dead. brain dead shout yeah. out to brain dead i hope you're listening i i love that experience like their their immersive experience and i totally agree with you you are that kind of person i feel like you in the few projects we've worked together on like that's the way you approach an art project is like full 360 like how can we get our fingers into every single piece of this which i think is so fun and i don't know i still hope that you and i can like pull off a big event together because we've done so oh things, we will but we i will i I know that. Like, it's 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 time and place, right? Like, it's just yeah. how it comes together, you know? This episode of Hot Cont is brought to you by Wiselens. I'm so excited to tell you all about my favorite skincare company. Wiselens is queer and employee-owned and uses hardworking renewable formulas for sensitive skin. This is luxury skincare for under $35, and it's made in Northern California. I have been using the Flax and Chia Concentrated Cream along with the Daily Rosemary Cleanser every day for the past year or so, and my skin has never been more spoiled. I mean it. I've never been big on skincare, but once I started using Wiseland's products, I understood the hype. I truly love these products and how they make my skin feel and look. They also have a cleansing rice microexfoliator foaming scrub that sounds gorgeous and I cannot wait to try. I have good news for you. If you're a Hot Cont listener, you can shop your own Flax and Chia Concentrated Cream, the cleanser, or the microexfoliator for 15% off today at wiselands.world using code CONT15. The code is C-O-N-T-15. 
one five. When I was a kid, I wanted to be the president, okay. right? Like I, I, I did, was in leadership my whole life. Like I did, like I was class president every year. I was allowed to be class president. Wow. I like to tell people what, what to do. <laughs> what school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I believe that my real skill set comes in problem solving and it comes in in, in people management, right? Like I'm good yeah. at drink stuff because it it that is how my brain works now. Like that's where my creativity lies in lots of ways. But my real skills come from people management and really good events, really good projects, really good clothes. I don't care what it is. Really immersive activations. And when I say activations, I mean like things you walk into and feel, yeah. do, taste, experience. Yeah. They are – they come from people who have a vision and who can bring artists together to do the things they're good at, right? I'm very grateful that I can make the drinks. I know how to do that part. That part's covered. When I reach out to an artist like yourself or I reach out to like other graphic artists or whoever – it's because I want them to do their their thing, their vision, mm-hmm. their version of it, right? So yeah. when hot dogs and so those listening, I do an event called Hot Dogs and Highballs. I only do three of them a year. They are I make shirts and hats, and I do a brand new menu, and it only happens for four hours, and it's one time a month for three months in the summer. And I do my best to make it as much of an immersive experience as possible in the m- limited budget that I have. I've done bigger events, I've done different things on behalf of brands, but this is the one I do for me. And it's silly and small and it, it's what I want to do in the context of the money I want to spend on it. But when I reach out to artists, I want them to tell their story. When I reach out to chefs, I want them to tell their version of it. I give them a template, right? Yeah. And I'm like, here's the box. The more rigid the box, the more creative you have to be to live inside of it. I want you to find your corner in the box and do your version inside of these parameters. It needs to look this way. It needs to smell this way. It needs to feel this way whatever that context is and motivating people to that place and managing and having vision is the key. And I feel like a lot of people who get into events or get into creative stuff in general, don't understand that there's like, there are people who make things and there are people who can harness people who make things to tell a larger story and use, utilize that skill set to tell a story gallery, great great gallery managers are like that great um, managers of like visual artists in general are, are that's what they're good at. I found that as I get older, the thing, the thing that I love to do the most is like get a bunch of artists in one room in lots of different media yeah. and be like, here's the story. Here's mm-hmm. how we're going to tell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what you could, these, this is the palette of color you have to play with. Go paint whatever you want to paint. Yeah. Like that's, that's to me where you get to see really cool stuff. And I feel like the people at brain dead, um, they're incredible at that. Like that, that they motivate me to do better work when I see what they pull off. Even like when they were doing their like food stuff, I was like, "That's fucking on brand." Feels like you guys, but it's also a different story. Like it's 100%. telling, it's, and I love that. You do have the gift of being able to do that. Speaking from experience, and also speaking just as like knowing you as a friend and your ability to be very focused and also be very like encouraging to artists. And like you're very well connected. I feel like you are. You may not be the president, but you could be of this kind of thing. Like, I feel like you've got the gift that is needed. And a lot of people don't have that bigger vision, including me. I can get very siloed in, like, my little parts of things. But it's so cool when someone does have a bigger vision. And then that collaboration that comes from that is is where the magic comes from. And I, I think that you have a, a big future ahead of you of making even more and more cool shit. I mean, the, the hot dogs and highballs is so sick. And it's so cool from afar to Thank see you. how it's continuing to grow and, like, the design elements of it. I noticed this last one you just did. Like everyone's posting about it. Everyone's there. And like, I love the artwork that I'm now seeing for it. I love that. I saw that you were doing the K wink 
live radio stream of music. I was like, brilliant. That's so brilliant. And I'm curious, just like talk about it a little bit more. Like what was the music? What was the vibe? Like- For sure. So like hot dogs and highballs. So it's myself and, and, a, and a chef team here that goes by Uncle Buddies. They, so I like at the beginning of the year go to our brand sponsor is Beam Suntory, which is like Jim Beam and her, and, and the Hornitos. And they've got a bunch of brands in their umbrella. So I like working with a, 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 a a company that has like lots of things for me to play with. So they've got Maker's Mark. They've got, you know, they've all got all kinds of shit to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And so I went to them and, you know, this is our fourth year doing it. Um, it started originally during COVID. So my background in spirits education and brand activations and like working with brands, I know that there's money that was not being spent during COVID in Nevada specifically. I was yeah. seeing what other markets were doing and I was like, mm, who's you guys are just keeping that money. So I yeah. knocked on some doors and I was like, Hey, I want to feed up to a hundred industry people. I know what their ROI is. I know what they want when they, when they do events. And so I was like, listen, I will create a list of people for you to contact after everything opens and, you know, you can kind of foster and maintain brand relationships and I'm going to make them a drink. We're going to partner with a different local business every time in a different local bar. We're going to, I'm going to buy food from that business. I'm going to make drinks with that bar and I'm going to do it in a to-go methodology that is safe. And then we'll be able to feed all these people. And so during COVID, we were able to feed like, we were able to give out like 3,000-ish meals in the period of what we did. Crazy. Which was super fun. And the best, the last one essentially that we did was hot dogs and highballs was the theme. And it was like really successful. And it was one where people could sit and eat at the place we were at. It was the first time we could do that. And people were like fucking really into it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe the first event that I do back now that I don't do events in the way I don't work at a bar. I don't run a bar anymore. I don't do that stuff. Maybe I'll just kind of do this as a pop up and see how people like it. And so we did one big one and it went really well. And then I was like, okay, cool. So now I have a template Mm -hmm. and the template is we pick a theme. I pick a theme. I work with the chefs. So this last one was anime disco was the theme. So the chefs love to make Asian inspired food. So, and I wanted to have like a city pop playlist. I knew that I love Midori, like using it in drinks because it's surprising. And I wanted to use like ube and pineapple and like some kind of fun, like brighter, like Asian style ingredients and also not like fully appropriate, but do my best to like use those ingredients in in ways that feel fun and feel like me. And they beam wanted to utilize their Japanese vodka. So it was perfect. And so I went to the boys, the chefs, and I was like, hey, this is the theme. And then we sat through and talked about some menu items. And so we did, like, a hot dog hand roll and, like, a pork bun and, like, a bunch of other – we did orange chicken dog. We did, like – we do different dogs every time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the goal always is to give an experience that you can't have again. Um, If you're not there, you're not there. And I make a merch item for every one of them. And so my friend Maddie made us, like, a cute little, like, Q-Pie, like, 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 hot dog character – um so and i leaned into kind of like ravey vibes for design and and then the, the drinks were fun and easy like like and we saw i mean we we sold out in like two and a half hours which is like just kind of average for us um it was raining and there was a line out the door for an hour and a half in the wow. room which was really cool yeah. very grateful for everyone in arena who shows up to this event but july is honky thought so we're going in like a whole other direction it's like 2000s hip-hop and fucking and honky tonk and so it's like shake your ass honky tonk and we're doing like texas state fair foods we're doing like corn dogs and funnel cakes and chili cheese dogs and i'm doing all all tequila highballs so a highball for those of you who don't know a soda and a spirit so like a ginger beer and a and a you know like a moscow mule is a highball essentially yeah uh, a, tr- a traditional highball is soda water 
whiskey of some kind and a lemon twist. I kind of do versions of that. And uh, so Honky Thought is the next one and it's going to be, we've got a vintage market for this one. Cool. Um, I like to do that. So it's, you know, the goal is to just create a fun experience that's different every time that has a different menu that people can roll up on and, and experience and have fun and eat and drink. And, and then it's gone. It never exists again. I don't want it to exist again. I want right. it to go away. Oh, it's so fun. And it's such a, it's such a like easy concept to get people indoor because everyone loves a hot dog and everyone loves a drink. Yeah. Um, but your spin on it and how you've made it this fun and unique experience each time is so cool. I've been to two of them and I, I loved them. And at the time I was vegan and you had great vegan dogs for me and it was gorgeous. You always, I always try to be as inclusive with everything. I don't like to other people dietarily or like, so always there'll be an NA drink. Every drink last time, except for the one that was just vodka soda, everything, it can be non-alcoholic. We always have vegan options. I don't, it's just, I don't make drinks or create menus that other people in that yeah. way, if I can help it. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that I don't have something for everyone because it's not, it's, it just requires just a little bit more thought. It's not that much harder to do it. Well, congrats. I think it's so cool. And I can't wait to come back to the next one. Maybe I'll come to the yeah. July one. The last one, the August one is brunch. Okay. So right. I'm doing like, I'm doing bottle service highballs. I'm going to make champagne bottles worth of drinks and oh we're going to do like eggs, Benedict dog. It's going to be fucking stupid. It's really Whoa. Cool. Wow. Okay. I love a little hollandaise sauce. So I'm down. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fun. Um, I want to take advantage of your, your drink knowledge and I want us to come up with a hot cont cocktail. Would you be willing to right now? I, we talked about right it once. Now? I mean, just like, let's just like spitball ideas right now. Cause I have a couple well, ideas. Okay. So I was thinking through this when we originally thought, talked about it and I was like, we can do, so it's hot, right? So maybe spicy, yeah. like we, mm -hmm. you know, we can talk about that, like spicy agave, yeah. maybe some mm -hmm. cucumber, keep it light, keep it, you know, fun. Definitely sparkling. There's gotta be bubbles involved with it. For I, sure. You know, I know you like tequila. I don't think that's like your principal spirit. Um, but it's definitely like something that could be in a, could be alcohol based. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, we got, I think, you know, doing kind of a spicy agave, cucumber, agua fresca vibe. Like that is, sounds is good. Maybe some pineapple in there. Cause you like the tapache. Okay. I was going to say that. So these are the two different sectors of ideas I have. That is very, very on point. I, but I was thinking mezcal. I want a little smoky, okay. a little smoky spice. Um, with okay. a little pineapple that feels right or I was thinking um, something with yellow chartreuse in it to match my yellow brand color well um, do you know about chartreuse and its issues currently because you I wouldn't make anything that no, no one can get no so I don't chartreuse, know anything about that <laughs> so the chartreusean monks which are the people who make chartreuse like last I don't know like the beginning of the year were like we're never gonna we're not gonna make any more we're only oh. gonna make this much we're only gonna make this amount that we feel comfortable making and we're not gonna make any more of it okay so you can't you can want all you want but we're not gonna make more <laughs> than what we're making currently and that made the price of chartreuse fucking skyrocket yeah so currently chartreuse is like fucking it was already expensive but now the joke is like anytime anybody's making a drink with chartreuse it's like oh that's a million dollar no way yeah oh yeah it's so I, I don't encourage the use that, okay. of that in that context. <laughs> Fair enough. That's great to know. But that's crazy. Is it something that like people, other people could recreate or is it like a very specific? Oh, so it's a secret uh, recipe made by Chartreusean monks in France. That's like their okay. fucking thing. No one else makes it. Then can. Damn. I love yeah. Chartreuse. That's sad. Okay. Let's pivot from the yellow Chartreuse then. What about Pernod? Because Pernod, Pernod? yeah. 
or is it Pernod? <laughs> Pernod. Pernod. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we can call it Pernod, but I don't think they like that. Stupid American. Okay, Pernod, um, because that also has a fun yellow taste and or look, and I love the licorice taste. So something with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could do a, so another yellowish color, one of my favorite spirits that's like herbaceous like light it's like all the flavors of your favorite white wine in a spirit it's called Seuss. it tastes okay. like apricot pits a little bit so it's like apricot and bright it's mm. yellow but we can do Seuss and soda with cucumber uh, it's bright yellow and then we could do like a tahine rim maybe a mezcal in there too so like we could do all like that's 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 amazing as well we can i mean my job is truly like, please make this thing like this thing. And so I'm happy to always, like, if you say, like, it needs to be spicy, it needs to be yellow, it needs to be yeah sparkling, I can do that. Like, that's that, that we can do that. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, now I just need to figure out a reason and a, an event to have a cocktail for. <laughs> oh, when you're ready, I'm happy, happy to do it. Yeah, actually, speaking well, of... Well, I have a list of my hot and not stuff. Yeah. What do I say? When, you, when do we need We're, to dive let's into do that. that? Let's do it right now. I was just going to say it. Way to go. Way to feel All the right. pivot. <laughs> yeah, so let's hear it. What are you hot for? Hot for. Okay. The brand Universal Works from London. Fucking can't get enough of it. It's like basics. It's sick London prep. I got into prep for a second. I'm never going to wear it. It's just not my style, but I also dig it aesthetically. Universal Works. Check it out. Very sick. Okay. Um, Slut Boy Summer. Very into it. So like... <laughs> I want to show my arms off. I want to wear, I want to be wearing tank tops and slacks. I want to be wearing like mesh shirts, like very into this. Yes. Uh, Boy Summer comes from a podcast that called Throwing Fits that if you don't listen to is stupid, but I like it. it there, It's like hanging out with all your, the worst fit bros, like fit God bros in New York, but it's funny and they're great, but they coined this Slut Boy Summer and I'm about that life. Like, I think I bought some, I bought some mesh tank tops to wear um, with my slacks. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my God. Mesh tank tops. I can't wait to see you in one. Yeah. I got, I got knit tank tops from Abercrombie. Another shout out to Abercrombie, but I bought some knit yeah. tank tops that I'm excited to wear. Yeah, um, hell yeah. Working on, working on my guns, you know, for that. So that's good. good. Um, also along with that goes handsome smells. So handsome to me is not gender inclusive. Handsome is like a feeling, right? Like, 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 like sandalwood and leather. And like, that's a handsome smell to me. I'm about that. I think everyone can wear that. I've seen handsome boobs before. Like there's like handsome isn't a concept, right? And so (laughs) handsome smells plus slut boy summer equals just like good smelling, like like people, good looking people just like digging like you know, some leather vibes, if you know what I mean. Oh my God. Amazing. I love that your hops are like these concepts. They're like, they're, <laughs> this is so good. Keep going. I have some specifics, <laughs> but they're mostly concepts, honestly. No, um, I love the concepts. <laughs> sober shit. We already talked about that, but obviously I'm pretty hot for sober shit right now. Keep it up. Yeah. Like going out, partying, staying sober, going home at 10. That's dope as shit. Uh, yep. Love that. Like go out with your friends, have an NA spritz, sit in the sunshine, Get a good night's sleep. That's sober shit. Yeah. We like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Opposite of sober shit in the cannabis concept context. This is a very specific. All of the Sunday school gummies slap so fucking hard. It hurts my brain. Have you had these uh, yet? Oh, no. But I'm obsessed with Sunday school. The brand. Go to med. Go to MedMen today and go okay. buy any of their fucking gummies. Their gummies are the best gummies I've ever had. And I really? bought every time I go down, every time I'm in LA, I buy three, like a three three packs at a time. And they're, they're boba flavored. They're like milk tea flavored oh, one. Oh, sour fucking, yuzu? Yeah, oh, no. they're, I, they're so good. Go, go get yourself some because big shout out to that. 
Talk about another uh, brand that I'm obsessed with, by the way. I know. I, well, so I ordered some shit from them. I ordered a, a, a fleece. I actually got one, oh. and it didn't fit. But they're made for, like, tiny Korean people. Right. I'm not that no. much. I'm happy that they have that, and it's for them, and I'm, that's awesome. It just doesn't fit my big ass. Yeah. So... Um, we already talked about Hoka slides. We already talked about slip on shoes in general as being fucking <laughs> hot as shit. Another thing that's hot will always stay hot. Will always be on my hot list. Chop salad. I'll shout out to an entree salad <laughs> as a concept. I'm fucking into it. A salad that you had like last night. I had a chop salad for dinner. It's all about entree salad. It's entree salad summer. So go out there and get yourself like a steak salad, a chop salad. Like, live God. that life. It's entree salad <laughs> summer. Entree salad summer. I believe Unreal. in it. Um, also very hot and found this out today. Our shitty Republican governor passed legislation saying that insurance companies must provide gender affirming care. That's hot. Love yes. that. Republicans making good decisions. I don't care who you are. Making good decisions is dope. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Um, hot this summer, horny dance parties in general. You don't mm. have to fuck anybody, but the energy should be horny if you're dancing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm over. I'm glad we're past the time period where people are just doing cool dance parties. I yes. want it to go back to horny dance parties. So keep that up. God, I feel that. I feel that deeply. Big shout out on my hot list because you're in L.A. and I had to say it. Every drink at Deglo Coffee is doing shit that is so fucking tight. Their coffee distillate, their everything is so good. I first stop off the plane, I go to Deglo. Like, really? A hundred percent. I can't say enough about the work they do. Like, And somebody who works in the coffee space now and in the beverage space like in general, the shit they do at Deglo is fucking out of this world wow okay well hold on if i go there like today what should i get what what do you recommend um uh, honestly like feel it out because like, like they have like really killer matcha drinks but if they have the i think it's like called war all the time or something like that they have like a matcha espresso ice drink it's fucking mm. awesome anything with their coffee distillates is going to be like it doesn't taste like coffee but it's like got caffeine in it so it's like they had an orange creamsicle one the last time i was there it was wow so good but i Dayglo, you're gonna spend a lot of money there just okay be okay so just heads up <laughs> yeah well because you're gonna want to drink your drink one and you're gonna be like like there's two uh, places that i go to like in that are like like hey hey boba and Dayglo are like i'm wearing my low boy hat but like across the street from low boy in echo park is a boba place called hey hey that makes this like custard in their in their boba that's fabulous what oh my god i was wondering if that was low boy hat i was just there last weekend so good so i personally believe that la is the best drink scene in the country and okay. low boy is owned by the people who own thunderbolt and thunderbolt is my favorite bar in the country i don't think there's a better bar currently in America. is that is that an area doing... i don't know where that is mm-hmm. thunderbolt, thunderbolt go there thunderbolt is gonna like, they have an insane wine list which i know your partner's big fan of that yeah um i know that i mean their drinks are spectacular the service is spectacular the vibes are immaculate it feels like an la bar without being pretentious the drinks are like the the efforts that go into what they make are extraordinary but the feeling of being in an la bar that doesn't feel like it like it feels like an la like it feels like you're in california it feels like you're in echo park but uh-huh. it doesn't feel like an la bar that's fucking hard to do and wow. so i love i love thunderbolt i think what they do is fe- spectacular I'm ready to go right now. You are hyping me up. I have like such a long li- laundry list now of like what to do I in got, this city. I got two more on my hot list. Okay. Adding Lil, adding Lil to everything. So like 
sexy little slut or like you know, uh, throwing Lil in there in the middle is a big hot move for me. So like mm, crispy, crispy little titties like that. Lil is very hot right now. That's insane. <laughs> I believe in that. Uh, crispy then, little titties. <laughs> crispy little titties. You know what I mean? You've seen them. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Unreal. They're out okay. there, but throwing Lil in there goes a long way. Mm, Otherwise, they're ass. just crisp. Like, they're just crispy titties, which doesn't yeah, have the. No same one wants crispy it. titties. No one wants a smelly ass, but a smelly little ass is very different. <laughs> You're making an incredible point. <laughs> Lil is very hot. Um, and my last oh. one is Padme Lakshmi. Like, I can't get enough Padma. If you're not following Padma online, like, the host of Top Chef is no longer the host of Top Chef. And she's, like, oh. she was on, she was in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. She's in, she's in a new era of cool shit. Her new TV show, Eating America, is fucking amazing. She goes to Puerto Rico, which is one of my all-time favorite places that not enough people talk about as a culinary destination. She fucking does it. But Padma, love of my life. Fucking wow. bringing it hard. Staying dope. Being cool. Love her. Watch her last meals if you watch that YouTube show. Her last okay. meals is really good. Um, but yeah, I can't I, say enough about her. Oh my god, that was an incredible list of hots. I am like, that's woof. That's I feel hot. like I just got like hit by a train of like hot <laughs> shit. Like, oh my god, hot little shit. <laughs> hot little shit. Yeah, that was a hot little list, right? <laughs> it's also interesting. You're. I like the way you're inserting Lil in the middle of things. You're not being like little hot shit. You're like hot little. No, shit, which hot is a rhythm. little shit. Is yeah. very different, very different. It's not Lil Wayne. It's Hot Lil Wayne. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? I, like, like it's very different. I'm really feeling that difference. I really am. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> incredible. That, that's my summer vibe. Is is throwing Lil in, into things. So. Oh my god. Okay. Dare I ask what you're not for? I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to like leave this high. <laughs> my my not my my not is a much smaller list, but I they are also mostly concepts. <laughs> um, I love it. People. People still wearing Yeezys need to fuck off. Oh like, my god, I like, agree. I got rid of mine, happy to do it. I yeah. the fact that Adidas tried to sell them, fucking stupid. Like burn it. You guys need to. You fucked up. Everybody fucked up. I was the big Kanye fan. Yeah. Design aesthetic wise, like a lot of the stuff he made. Same. Music wise, like a lot of that music, but like fuck anti-semitism and fuck people who try to like make money on that shit and like people who are actively like still wearing their yeezys needs to stop don't yeah. do that it's not tight i don't know we're in pride month and i just did an event that i can't talk about the brand that i was working with but on my not hot thing is this performative gay stuff so like mm. when brands are like i've listened to a song from a specific brand that was like this brand serves pride and i was just like it took it was it went from being like a really cool party that we worked really hard like a bunch of people worked really hard on to create like an inclusive rad space for everyone to be themselves to being this like gross corporate moment and it's so easy to do that and i just see it as an overall trend happening more and more and it's like i know that i'm not in that space and and i understand that lots of people are but i if i am seeing that and feeling that in what i do i know it must be much more difficult for other people and so that's not fucking hot yeah no, <laughs> don't it's do not. that shit absolutely um, preach that not having manners in general fucking not hot <laughs> like chew with your mouth closed let people in on the freeway wear deodorant <laughs> like that's a big thing for me wear deodorant oh no smell it so hot handsome smells <laughs> yeah. not hot 
fucking not having the manners enough to stink up a crowd. I was in a public place yesterday. It was like two days ago at an outdoor event, and I smelled someone's BO at an outdoor event, and I was like, "Get go the fuck home. Yeah. Like, not okay. Like, yeah. don't smell bad. You don't have to. We live in the golden age of good smells. <laughs> the golden age. I love that. <laughs> um... People hating on Abercrombie for no fucking reason. Oh That's my on my God. not hot list. Yep. <laughs> Your yep. personal experience yep. with that, but like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's funny. I watched the video you posted of that, and I, I'm currently wearing those pants you're, you're wearing. So again, we're, we're mimicking style. But oh, no way. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a huge fan, and I'm like, whatever. People can eat shit. They can look into it and then figure it out. But like, as somebody who I can't buy vintage clothes because there's not a lot of 2X t-shirts there's not a lot of 40 inch pants and in vintage stores and a lot of it is because people buy bigger clothes who are smaller and they want that stuff that sells really well so i can't find anything in my so i have to buy new it's not an option for me otherwise like i can't i love to buy vintage stuff i can other than coats i really can't find anything so when people want to hate on that like like buying new i'm like okay cool go and fucking find a 2x t-shirt any any vintage store that you want to wear so i know Anyway. I, 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 it was a weird week in my DMs, I'll say that, but um, with a lot of love and respect, Abercrombie, for those of us who need a pair of pants that fit us right, they did it, they nailed it, great pants, and I'm a big fan Thank of you. Abercrombie right now, and I, I've done my research, also, I'm not a huge corporation girly, like, everyone needs, oh. No, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, I'm fucking very comfortable to sell out, I don't give a shit, I'll go to the highest yeah. bidder, like, if Abercrombie wants to throw me... 100 grand to wear their clothes, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But I will also tacitly endorse only things I like. Like, I, and I like things for lots of reasons, and a lot of that has to do with, like, what people spend money on and do in in the background. And so, but I... 100 percent. that was my nod that that ended up there um look at on my list two times smelling bad in public i just apparently that really was impactful (laughs) to me this week i was not into that shit (laughs) sorry about that and then i don't know if you're a below deck person but i'm a below deck person i watched sailing i watched sailing yacht exclusively because i think it's the best one i have watched the other ones but I'm a okay. sailing yacht guy, and Gary okay. from Sailing Sailing Yacht is fucking up super bad, and oh. that's not hot. Wow. Okay, but I'm yeah. not as I've that's seen below deck, but that's it's something I haven't gone as deep into as I would like to. But that's a great one. I know a lot of people out there are gonna fucking ride with you on that. Listen, wow. I can say that if you've worked in the service industry, you dig like like the below deck yeah. stuff makes sense because it's just like people working in the service industry in like tight quarters. Um, sailing yacht is the best of all of them because it's like those motherfuckers work hard and they also are slutty and fun and it's a blast yeah so yeah oh my god incredible lists i'm so sorry you were you were clearly around some people that didn't smell good this week (laughs) and i hope that that doesn't happen again (laughs) in your future uh it's not hot that's just really all it comes down to yeah no i uh i actually ran out of deodorant this week myself and was panicking because i was like i don't want to be the person that doesn't smell good i had to work do some workarounds but i was like that was on my mind so i get it you put the effort in that's the key if you try a little bit you don't smell bad it's the not (laughs) trying that bothers me okay so i'm hot for i'm just gonna like kind of follow your wind here i'm only gonna do like one um very hot for because you're talking about handsome smells i talked about this on my instagram but i need to talk about it here again the abercrombie i'm sorry i'm just like diehard abercrombie right now in the sense that like their scent 
fierce. It smelt fierce. I couldn't believe it. I haven't smelt it. it. Really? I was All like, right. what is this cologne? <laughs> I love it. I gave myself a little like spritzer in the shop and then I went to the movies afterwards and I was just like smelling myself and I was like, damn, I think I really like this scent. So I think I'm going to um, go buy it. <laughs> I know that there's a weird movement against synthetic smells, which is like a whole other conversation I can talk about. But like, because yeah. I work in the like, how things are developed smell and flavor wise. But I can say that like anyone who thinks natural perfume is the only thing you need to have isn't understanding how perfume has been made through like the centuries, like (laughs) synthetic smells are made similar, like for perfume is made very similarly to how it's always been made, which is using chemicals and like methodologies that people use for chemicals. So Mm. that's my own little, I can talk about that for a long time. Okay. I don't know. But I'm going to, yeah. And I think I am, I will say this. I am hot for the discourse on supporting big corporations. I had a lot of that this week. And I think in some ways I appreciate people wanting to have a conversation about it, but I am not for any judgment or shaming that comes with me owning that I've bought a pair of pants that I like that fit me. And I don't think there was intentional shaming going on, but there was just this feeling of like, it came up to me of like, how do we have discourse in this day and age about like, you know, people like us who I, I have a hard time finding a pair of pants when I find a pair of pants that I like, and I talk about it online. I don't think I need people coming at me saying that like the corporations and their wrongdoings is something that like I need to be addressing every time I talk about it. I get it. I, I am trying to not be a person that supports corporations all the time. However, I do like to occasionally buy new shoes and buy a new pair of pants. Is that, does that make me a horrible person holding up capitalistic America? I don't know. Maybe. But like, I think there's a discourse we can have. And I think that's healthy. And I think shaming and blaming and like coming at people is, is not necessarily that. And I think it's just a reminder of the time we're in of like, I don't know. I don't really know what my hot take on it is. I think it's just, it was something that this week I was like, okay, I'm into the conversation and I'm also not into it. And let me try and like pull apart the pieces of what I'm into and what I'm not into, you know? So for me, as someone who works in like beverage alcohol, which is all big fucking companies. And I work for a big company now. Like Monin is a very big company. We work Mm. with every larger company. We work with Applebee's and Chili's and everything else. You name it, we work with it. But what I've learned personally is that big is about how you use it, right? The size of that company is not going to change often with you not choosing to buy it. It's right. how you buy it. People drinking High Life don't understand the amount of money Miller's, Miller Coors has and Molson Miller Coors, which is now a multinational company that is like spending billions of dollars to take water from everywhere, right? Like there's 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 money – it big is just how you use it. So if you want to buy a pair of pants, the problem with fast fashion for me is that it doesn't last a long time, right? Like yeah. the idea that you're filling landfills with clothes is not tight. I agree with that. I oh. wear my clothes until they, they go away, right? Yeah. Or they rip or they die or if I can mend them or whatever. I, the benefit, the reason I've bought so much Abercrombie specifically is because I like, it's really well made. Like I bought these pants. I was like, holy shit, these are it's comfortable like high and they're quality, soft. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're well made. I've I've bought shirts, I bought button ups and stuff that are that like, the weight on the cotton is incredible, and I know I'm going to be able to wear it. So for me, it's how you use it, right? Like, yeah. and if it, it you you know it's if you are consuming for consuming's sake, it's you know as someone who just buys shit all the time, we just yeah. talked about how many how many shoes yeah. and shit. I, I buy things, right? Yeah, but I do buy the things I like, and the, generally the things that I like have to be well made. If they're not well made, I, I don't buy them. So right, right. I think it's how you use it. 
100%. And I think it's also good for me to like, just remember to be a conscious consumer. And I think everyone should be. And I think that's great. But also like, whatever, like, also me like spouting off about Abercrombie and my Instagram stories is very tongue in cheek. I'm not like actually trying to like be the it's poster also surprising. girl. I'm well, not going to lie. Like right. I remember like growing up in the age of bad Abercrombie, I was right. never thought I'd be like, I'm going to go buy this shit. Like I was exactly. more like, Look at this shit. I, I put these on. My wife was like, are you wearing Abercrombie? Like she, she, she was pulling laundry. I was like, did you buy Abercrombie jeans? I was like, I know. Right. Exactly. I'm in the OC. I'm I'm like fucking the dude with the hood on. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I literally feel like I am like blown away. That that's that's the thing. It's the shock value of like going into an outfit and being like, whoa, everything in here is like nice and like cool and I want it all. And like that's the conversation I'm having, and that's that's it. Anyways. It, it, well, especially because it was so bad. It was right. so bad. It all just and used now to it's... say Abercrombie, and it was like yeah, hideous. I don't know. And now it's sick. Now there's not a single thing in there that says Abercrombie. So no, it, no, it doesn't. But they did. I they, I saw a Modelo shirt there last time. So I was like, oh wow, we're doing everything. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, so hot for hot for Abercrombie still. What am I not for? I'm not for hats that don't fit right. I have a big head, oh, and I so I, I saved this one for you because I know that we could talk about this. Um, I hate when you buy a hat and you think it's going to look so sick and then it like sits so high on your head and it like doesn't, it doesn't fit. I have, Fuck! I'm, I'm sitting next to a box of hats that are blanks <laughs> that I bought trying to find the right hats for hot dogs and highballs because okay. of the size of my head. Right. Like I yeah. get it. Like I, but yeah. I get frustrated, like weld manufacturing, they make yeah, yeah, hats, yeah. but they're shallow. They're, they're really like, shallow. Don't, and I'm like, I like their hats. They just don't fit my head. That's exactly the thing I'm talking about is the shallowness. It makes me crazy. Like, yeah, I must have a pretty tall head, too, because it just this is a good hat. It's like I like the like vintage kind of trucker hat. They fit me ahead. Right. But anyways, I hate that AS feeling. color. Shout out to AS color making deep hats. If, you, if, you need, if you're looking for some blanks. OK, good to AS know. AS color. Yeah. God, I have to like have my notepad here. You're you're dropping so much shit. I will be listening back to this and taking notes. Listen, I'm a concierge of dumb shit. That's for sure. <laughs> Not dumb. I think it's perfect. It's exactly the kind of concierge I need. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then one other thing I'm not for, which really blew my mind recently, was finding out that Sade is actually the name of a group and not the name of a person. Maybe the name of oh. a person as well, but when people refer to Sade, that is a band. And I just recently learned that, and that freaked me out. Did you know I that? Think I, I think I did know that because I knew it wasn't just her, and it was like they they play as a group. But like sometimes... I, I I assumed that it was that per, that artist's name as well. I thought, but I do, did know that it wasn't just one person. It wasn't like Prince, mm. where they're like like Prince was like yeah. the guiding principle of the music. I knew that there was like more than just her. But, yeah, uh, I didn't know that. And I was watching a little video clip that was referring to Sade as a group, and I was like, they're they're talking about this weird. And then I was like, all the Why comments, the comments were like, wait, this is a group. Anyway. So it just felt like this moment of culture shock to me because I, I'm very familiar with Sade and love Sade. And I did not know that. So, wow. Well, Michael Moberly, this was insane. I am going to be reeling over that hot and not list for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you need a cure, if you, I listen, I can curate a list anytime you need it. Yeah. I'm happy to seasonally come on and talk about hot and not seasonally. Like I, I love discussing what I'm passionate about and, and I got a lot of it. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, this was a really cool conversation. We covered a lot and I would be happy to have you back after we throw an event together and we can talk about it. 
Yes, let's recap an event. That'd be fun. Um, okay, cool. And then why don't you plug yourself where people can follow you? Do you have any upcoming you can, events? Yeah, you can follow me at MC Moberly. So M-C-M-O-B-E-R-L-Y. People always ask, like, like is it Mick Moberly? My, my name is Michael yeah. Charles Moberly. So that's why uh, it's MC Moberly. Gotcha. Um, and then I, yeah, I mean, Hot Dogs and Eyeballs is, is July and August. Um, if you're in Reno, pop in. If you want to come to town to do it, that's great too. Yeah. Um, I buy some Monin stuff, try it. it. There's lots of drinks out there that I've got my hands in right now. That's super fun. If you are somebody who's a creative person who has a project that needs help, like with project management, I, I have my own consulting company called Temple Builders and I'm always happy with the right people for the right thing. I'm always down to do whatever. If you've got an event you want questions about, I love to give advice as well. So if you're out there and you're like a up and coming trying to do your thing in the beverage industry or just like doing fun events for people in general, I've got a lot of information I'm always happy to share. So, you know, none of this stuff, none of this experience does me any good if I keep it to myself. So I'm always happy to help anybody. So Word. There you, there you have it, folks. Give them a call. Michael, thank you so much. I don't think I've ever called you Michael. That just felt so weird, Michael. <laughs> I mean, it's my name, it's all, so you know, I know. whatever. It's always just Mobes, Moberly. Michael's Moberly, never, yeah. 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 It's, Michael it's, there's too many out. Michaels out there. There's too many Michaels yeah. out there. Well, well thank you so much for having me pleasure. on. Yeah, thank you for doing it. It's so nice to catch up, and I can't wait to see you soon. Yeah.